Welcome to Sisterly Insights, an opportunity to explore ideas and philosophies that can help you live a fuller, empowered life through meditation and so much more. I'm your host, Debbie Mueller. As the founder of Patterns for Living, I'm dedicated to guiding people in how to make healthy choices to bring their lives into balance. The conversations shared here are offered to give you an opportunity to look more deeply into your personal experience and delve into concepts that can help you find ways to make life more enjoyable and joyful. If you want to participate in a meditation experience, join me at Sisterly Insights, The Practice, when you are in a quiet place in time. The guided meditations will help you assimilate the information presented in our conversations. I'm joined today by the own sisters, Amelia, Jeannie, and Paulette. We're missing Shirley today, but we'll catch up with her next time. We welcome you to this episode's conversation. Say hi, everyone. Hey. Hello. Hello. In this session, we're going to be discussing the different types and experiences of meditation. Many people are aware of transcendental meditation. Some know of Vipassana, several days of sitting in absolute silence. And most have heard of mindfulness meditations. This is the genre of meditations that we've been using as we've worked together. But what does mindfulness meditation actually entail? Paulette, how would you describe the meditations that we've experienced? And how or why does this type of meditation serve you? Well, we've had some really interesting meditations over the years. And some of of them have been very playful and Mm -hmm. um, fun. And some, of course, a little more serious where we've had tears. Um, but I think um, the best, I think what it means for me in mindfulness meditation is where um, I can be in the present moment. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is a battle for everyone because we're, how you say, you know, you should enjoy every day and uh, because, you know, that's the best way to live your life. But it's very difficult because you're thinking of past events and future events, and this is mm-hmm. all going on in, in your head. So I think this is what meditation brings to you, is that you come into that moment. Mm-hmm. You, um, uh, what, I, what am I want to say, is... Um, that That's the best thing that has served me, is to get out of the past, stop thinking of the future, and to come into this moment where I am and deal with what I have to deal with at that moment. So really being in the present. Yeah, being in the present. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's what the mindful meditations have helped me with Mm -hmm. more than anything else. Great. Jeannie, describe the most effective meditations that we've done. I think for for me, uh, one of my favorites that has been really effective has been the uh, guided uh, imagery. Uh-huh. And one of those, which there have been several journeys we've all taken together uh, with you, Debbie, uh-huh. uh, but the one going up the mountain to the building with the three doors in the room you go into. And... Uh, that has allowed me um, the guided aspect 
for me, nudges me into a state of meditation sooner. Mm-hmm. Just personally, I find that that's very helpful. Um, and it just really works effectively for me. Um, the imagery part of the meditation allows me to open up into a world of visuals within the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gives me insights at the end. Mm-hmm. So through mm-hmm. the guided imagery, you allow yourself to be mindful in that experience, that moment. You become one and part of it. And as you go through this journey, as you reach the end of the meditation, you realize you are able to access so many things within um, that it's just this delightful journey. Uh, It's a wonderful opportunity to gain insights Mm -hmm. and trust within yourself. Mm -hmm. And, And then I take that with me out. And what would you say to people who say, well, you're just making it up. It's just your imagination. How would you respond about that? Well, um, if it is, whatever the story that is being created, either from my mind or from my higher thinking or from a story that's being made up, in the end where I may have questioned that in the beginning, I don't anymore because in the end, the results have always been the gift of a message that I've gotten. Mm -hmm. And I have found that every time that result has guided me in a direction and it pays off every time. So from just sheer experience, Mm -hmm. I would say that I have learned to trust whatever uh, I gained from it or whatever somebody would call a story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if it is an imagination, if it's something that you're making up along the way, it really doesn't matter because what it's doing is accessing what you really needed to access at that moment and bring it up to create the message to bring in uh, an answer perhaps. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. And that to me, I couldn't do that if I was not being mindfully aware during that guided meditation. There you go. There you go. Kind of like what Paulette just said yes. about it actually being in the moment, being here, being aware, being awake. Yes. And that's why it really doesn't matter if it is coming from some higher source or whether it's coming from your imagination, whatever the outcome is really what speaks to whether or not it's effective. Yes. And it okay. speaks volumes and it's effective for me. Great. Great. Amelia, you've mentioned in the past that we've done some fun and interesting things, uh, versions of mindfulness meditation. Can you tell us about one that has been especially powerful for you? Yes. Um, first, I'd just like to add to, to her, to, to Jeannie's uh, uh, comments on, on the guided imagery. Mm-hmm. I, I was joking, but it, it almost feels like I'm doing, uh, like I have virtual reality goggles on when I'm going in a guided imagery Mm-hmm. Um, I'm waiting for something to happen, but I'm in that state of not necessarily expecting anything in particular. Mm-hmm. It's just that I have that heightened awareness and I'm open to having different senses stimulated. I don't know what it's going to be. I'm always kind of tickled and surprised that it's actually working mm-hmm. because even though we've done many guided Im- meditations, mm-hmm. I'm still kind of delighted that it's working mm-hmm. because sometimes my meditations, I'm just having like a vibrational feeling. Right. So, you know, different meditations can, don't be disappointed if you're not getting wild visionary <laughs> dreams 
feeling experiences when you're having those guided meditations because you might later. It may be that you get there later. Good point. Um, one of the most powerful meditations for me actually was words. You gave mm -hmm. us an exercise one night where we, it almost reminded me of journaling a little bit, mm -hmm. but you had us make a list of 10 things that we did not want in our lives. Now, I'm not talking about things like taking out the garbage, but just they might have been habits or feelings or sensations mm -hmm. or whatever that we didn't want in our life. And then we would, went in the meditation and we thought, okay, what would we like that to be instead? Mm -hmm. And if it was a word association thing, of course you would pick the opposite of that word, right? But because we were in a meditative state, it came out with a completely different answer mm -hmm. to that word. And so I kept the list, and I it was ten things, and I won't read every one, mm -hmm. but to this day, I find it a really helpful reminder. I have it on my computer, mm -hmm. I have a copy of it in my wallet, and I have it scanned into Evernote. So it can be with me anywhere I go to remind me if I'm starting to feel any of this stuff. Right. right. Remember what you want it to be. And I'll give you an example. Sure, yeah, um, share a couple. Impatience. Mm-hmm. Now I look at it as I'm gathering information. Whenever I feel I'm sensing impatience, I have to remind myself I'm gathering information. Um, when I experience fear, mm -hmm. I remind myself that I want calm courage. Mm -hmm. When I have worry, I want to remind myself that I have contentment because you can always have contentment in something. So right, right. So you, because I've also I've often heard people say well, worry is negative prayer. It's hard to turn it off when you don't have control over something or something's concerning you. But it doesn't really. There's plenty to be content about, right? And procrastination. Who doesn't have that? Especially a writer from time to time, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I have uh, that came to me that night was proactive effort. Yeah. So it was a very different, like you said, it wasn't just a word association. It literally gave you a broader perspective about what would replace that that negative, that thing that you no longer mm -hmm. wanted, that 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 action or that that character trait that you no really no wasn't longer wanted. Me. Yeah, yes. it wasn't serving you. So, but it gave you a broader perspective of what could take its place in a positive way. Mm -hmm. Or how to okay. reframe it. In some places it's replacing it, and in other ways it's reframing it. Mm. You know, Good distinction. You know? Really good distinction. But, I mean, I, I found that to be very powerful. Mm -hmm. Very powerful. When and it, unexpected, because we're sort of in and out, making notes, mm -hmm. going back and forth. Is this working? Because we don't usually interrupt our meditations either. Right, right. And we had to interrupt our meditations ten times that night. Yeah, right. So was it going to be as powerful? Was it going to be as deep? And it was fine. It and was it actually turned out it, that it was one yeah. of the most powerful that you experienced. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's really great. Paula, before we go on to, to kind of the fun and quirky ones, what's been the most powerful... Uh, meditation that you can remember, one that really impacted you in a way that was a surprise? Well, I, I think, and I've gone over this before, um, we've done so many guided imageries and some of them have just been uh, really fantastic, but what really, when you gave 
gave us that book, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. one about writing from right. the soul. Mm-hmm. That did something to me because the guided imagery works for me. Mm-hmm. It really does, but there was something that changed everything for me on that. I read that book, mm-hmm. and I, I do the writing, and it's just writing from your soul. You don't think about it. You just my. You can't even read my writing when mm-hmm. I'm writing because I am just scribbling and writing what's coming from my heart. Mm-hmm. And then I meditate. And because, like I said before, my mind is emptied at that time. Mm-hmm. And then I go into my meditation and it's just amazing what it does to me. I felt it actually has helped my health. Mm-hmm. Um, it has lowered my blood pressure. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what that has done for me. So that book that you gave is was just a wonderful mm-hmm. gift, and uh, and the way like I love the imagery. A lot of times I fall asleep, <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that's very calming for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that one, it has it really has changed my life. So, so there are so many different right. kind of varieties yes. that mindful that are, yeah. mindfulness meditation encompasses. Yes. Encompasses it. It it's not just one sitting and chanting or sitting in a specific way or form. There are so many different ways, and for everybody, it's something different that actually touches you. It's more what you need and puts you in the moment. Could it be also a way that your mind works? Because I know when I sit in meetings or mm-hmm. seminars, I have to doodle. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That is the only way I could pay attention. Right. I have right. to doodle. Yep. So I think this is why the writing works for me. Right. That's interesting because it makes me think about that I'm a visual person. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why I enjoy the guided imagery where we are on a path or a journey towards on something, mm-hmm. with yeah. something. It's a, that's an interesting yes. insight. Uh-huh. Yeah, because we are the different learning styles and different thinking styles. The brain works in the best way to really support each person. And so finding a meditative technique that really works for you to put you in the moment is one of the things that can be the most powerful for you. But let's talk about the most fun. We've had some fun. We've had some quirky experiences with meditation. Amelia, can you tell us about one of your favorites and why? Actually, it was about this time of year I came in to class and you had a few little plastic bottles of bubbles mm-hmm. and you're like grab a grab a bottle and we didn't think much of it we were all just hanging out having fun blowing bubbles and I think after about five or ten minutes of playing with bubbles in the room a few grown-up ladies here <laughs> turned into <laughs> little kids and then I remember I looked at you with a sly grin and I said uh, is this meditation and you're like uh-huh yeah <laughs> Have you been sneaking a meditation assignment in on us? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I remember you said, it's hard not to be joyful when you're blowing bubbles. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the following summer, I was 
dealing with the difficult task of uh, emptying my parents' home and uh, my mom's gardener, who'd worked for her since she was 16, was helping me and his little sister, who was in high school, was helping me and we'd had a really bad day. Mm -hmm. It was one of those days where he kept having to leave, his cat ran away and then something happened with the car and he was just having a rough day. And we were having a rough day in general. It was like mm -hmm. hot weather, tough job cleaning out a base, uh, basement, a garage that had been lived in for 56 years, mm -hmm. you know, it was just tough stuff. So at the end of the day, I, no, oh, before the end of the day, I handed them some bottle, bo bottles of bubbles. Mm -hmm. I, had a, I got a six pack of bubbles because I knew it was going to be a rough summer working <laughs> on the house. And uh, they had such a strong work ethic, they wouldn't take a break. <laughs> I mean, they could have. I'm right. not that... <laughs> demanding, you know, I'm happy to keep the workers happy, you know. Right. But they were like, no, we're working. But at the end of the day, son of a guy looked out on the lawn, and there they were with the bottles of bubbles. And I went out and joined them, and it was just such a cute scene. These guys, they were grubby as can be, had holes in their jeans, work boots on, and the, the lawn was flooded with a carpet of bubbles. And it was just <laughs> such a cool... Uh, you know, seeing the, the rough work boots and the holes in the jeans, dirty jeans, and to see these delicate little bubbles <laughs> all over the front lawn was just, it was a cool sight. I and won't that, forget that. That complete shift of perspective and feeling. They went from having there. a bad day, we mm -hmm. all went from having a bad day to, to being little kids blowing bubbles quietly, mm -hmm. you know, and not worrying about anything else but the shapes of the bubbles yeah. and how they were floating through the air and how they were landing and still staying intact on the ground after a soft landing and mm -hmm. some of them popped and you know it's just how often do we do that exactly that's and that's being in the moment and that's being mindful. absolutely and what other ways can you be mindful i mean sometimes for me being mindful is just washing the dishes yes even though i'm very glad i got a dishwasher <laughs> <laughs> Which was yeah, another that was meditation. a big issue for you. That's <laughs> that was right. a different meditation. <laughs> but, that's great. But, you know, how often do we get, that's a form of meditation. Mm -hmm. Washing the car. I mean, it's mm -hmm. just getting caught up in the emotion of okay. things. And without being there. Yeah. Being really there. Being Not there. washing the car and thinking about the ten other things you need to do, but mm -hmm. washing the car and, and getting caught up in the bubbles or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean... There's lots of ways to be mindful. It isn't just sitting still. But the more we can do it throughout the day, mm -hmm. the less we're going to get caught up in the worries and the concerns and the angst yes. of life because that actually isn't going to help us do it any better. Yeah. Yeah. It's when you can really be aware of the little things in your life and be there and be in touch with them instead of letting them just happen that can make a and difference easier to get into that state of flow when you actually do have to work and concentrate. Yeah. And then you're living life instead of life yeah, living. Yeah. Right. But it just life going by. By you know, exactly. You are living it. Yeah. Yeah. That's mindfulness. Yeah. Absolutely. I so Paulette, tell us about one of uh, the experiences you've particularly enjoyed and benefited you from. Know, I thought about this one, uh, that one Christmas that uh, we did the dance. Oh, yes. That was so because when you said what we were going to do, we were each going to come out and dance with our eyes closed. Mm -hmm. And you put, do you remember that? Uh -huh. And then we put on the music 
and we and I thought, whoa, are we all going to be very uncomfortable? But it was just amazing how we all flowed into it, mm-hmm. and we yeah, all just yeah. danced. I mean, one at a time, we just danced, and we did. You give us scarves mm-hmm. or something? Yes, yes. you yeah. gave us scarves, and we just flowed to the music, and wow, we just got. You just got into that zone. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, how nice would that be nice just to walk or put music on and just kind of dance around your living room with a scarf or your bedroom or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, really, it was so relaxing. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was a very different type yeah, of meditation. Very different. A different type of moving meditation. meditation. Yes. But it connected you to sound and yes, movement. And... Right, and you went into the zone. Yeah. I yeah. didn't even realize there were four other people watching me. Right, right. <laughs> That's true. Because you just were able to be internal enough mm-hmm. to really experience it, to connect with your body. Yes. And can and I just was... say there wasn't a single Elaine in the bunch? That's oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were good dancers. <laughs> laughed or giggled. Thank goodness. Oh, we did laugh and giggle a little bit, but it was appropriate. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What were you saying, Jeannie? Oh, it was just, I just remember I was so um, nervous because I didn't feel like, oh, I'm not a good dancer, but it was such a loving, trusting environment that Mm -hmm. just allowing yourself and it was like, Mm -hmm. you know, this is really freeing and it was really, like Mm -hmm. you said, with your eyes closed. Uh You had to be mindful. You had to be just in that space you were in, and it really was an interesting experience. And isn't it interesting that sometimes we feel safer when we're with others that we really trust Mm -hmm. than we feel when we're alone? Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because you just brought up a point. Why can't we just in our own bedroom, Mm -hmm. you know, grab a scarf and put on the music and just let ourselves move into that moment? Yeah. And it's because we really do have to develop that trust and that safe space. Mm-hmm. So that is one of the things that's really important about meditation, is truly feeling safe to experience what you're experiencing. And that's why it really helps to practice sometimes with a group and then your own personal meditation. You can take that feeling with you so that you can keep that that sense of trust, that sense of safety, that sense of nurturing. Mm-hmm. And move right. that. Yeah. So Jeannie, what was the oddest meditation we've done from your perspective? Well for me it was back when we were doing our group meditations with within the library program and mm-hmm. through the city mm-hmm. at the library. And we were gonna go outside and do the partial eyes open looking at the leaves of the trees and kind of being within nature and doing a meditation outside. Mm-hmm. And then when the group went outside, it was the Edison guy up on the pole right over where we were meditating. Mm-hmm. Every bus that could stop and start. <laughs> uh, the work, the noise, it was incredibly noisy and thinking to myself, oh my gosh, how am I going to meditate through all of this? And we're supposed to be calmly looking at the at the leaves, but in the end, it was a true lesson in how you can become mindful and meditate with sounds around you. Because mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, it was how many sounds can I tune into? Mm-hmm. And it was afterwards all the different things when we talked afterwards that we all heard 
differently. Mm -hmm. I heard a door on a car closing. I heard a baby cry. Somebody else didn't hear that. They heard something, and it was amazing how we were all in the same place, but how we were mindful in that moment and tuned into different things. Right. So that was, it was the quirkiest one for me, but it was the most interesting and a very good mm -hmm. lesson. That peace can be found wherever you are. Right. right. I mean, Shirley's talked right. about that several times, yeah. Yeah. but that is so true and it's so powerful. And that's mindfulness. That's really a part of meditation. And we're not saying that everything we do in life is meditation. Uh, it should be. We'd like it to be when our life becomes our meditation. Mm -hmm. uh, we really are then flourishing. But the reality is too many people think that it's so difficult they don't want to try. And what we really want to do is to encourage people to, to experience it and to understand that there is something that is going to really touch them and work for them. So finally, for this session, what would you say is the most single important message that you can share with our listeners about using mindfulness meditations? Paula? I th the way I feel about it is you need to empty out everything inside mm -hmm. and then feel it with for me, fill it with health, fill it with peace, mm -hmm. fill it with what you need to fill it with. That's how I feel. And sometimes you don't always know what that's going to be, no, you don't. but it's the meditation itself yes. that tells you. Exactly. That's great. It's yeah. the meditation that once you empty it out, then it's the meditation that fills you with what you, the message you may need mm -hmm. for you to go on. Yeah. Jeannie, yeah. how about for you? Um, I would say that kind of twofold. I think that people need to be open to the variety of choices and allow themselves to access trying different things. Mm -hmm. It's really be, it's very easy to lock yourself into this box of, well, we can, okay, I've learned this way, it, it worked okay, mm -hmm. I'm only going to do this. Mm -hmm. Don't lock yourself into one. And even if one feels really good, Still don't lock yourself out to others because mm -hmm. there's so many choices mm -hmm. of things that open different doors. I find yeah. when we've done different types of mindful meditation, uh, each one accesses something different for yeah. me. So that would be the first part of it. The second part of it is whatever the story is or the visuals you get or the sensation, sensations that you get during your meditation, don't be... Um, don't worry about critiquing everything. Just be open to the story. Be open to the mm -hmm, visuals. Mm -hmm. Trust yourself. Mm -hmm. And allow yourself the gift of whatever the message ends up being. And sometimes it's not right at that moment. Sometimes oh, you get the answer point. later. Mm -hmm. um, but be open to it. Yeah. And so that's that would be my biggest message. Yeah. Amelia, how about for you? Yeah, I, I, think, it's, I think it's a lot of the same. I, I, I see it as being open to the senses. Um, sometimes it's hard not to have expectations because you, you want to get yourself to a calmer place or you <laughs> you think, oh, it would be nice if I got a message today of some sort or or whatever. But, you know, so, some days you might have something auditory. Some days it might be visual. Some days it might just be a calm, vibrational feeling. But whatever mm -hmm. you, you do, it, you're bound to get something out of it, even if it's just 
um, some calm, deep breaths to, to center mm -hmm. you a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think it's it's practice, and it's you know I was I was just saying I, I felt like some of my meditations weren't as as good as some of my other ones lately. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's probably a little bit like anything else it has its ebbs and flows and that's mm -hmm. probably a natural yep. part of it you mm -hmm. know so that's why it's important not to judge it too much it's just yeah let it go let it be it is what it is that day but the important thing is to be open to it and and trying different things for mm -hmm. sure mm -hmm. yeah letting the meditation find you mm -hmm. that works best for you you can't force it. it. You can't right. force it. And the yeah. best way to do that is being in the moment. Mm -hmm. And that's what the mindfulness meditation concept is about, is truly being in the moment. And whatever it is that takes that form for you can be very helpful and very powerful. And we'll talk about some of these more specifically in the future. So to take these ideas even further, please listen to Sisterly Insights, the practice to participate in a guided meditation. Thank you for joining us for our conversation and exploration of the meditation of mindfulness.